What is up, you beautiful human? Hello and welcome back to the Raw, Real and Vulnerable podcast with me, your host, Beck Antonucci. Fam, I am finally back on Perth Western Australia soil. Can you believe it? I've been to Austin, I've been to New York, dropped into LAX, been to the Wit Sundays with my incredible family, and now can you believe that I am home? What a trip. I feel so grateful for my community cup to be so poured into the most joy and love that I've really felt in such a long time. And being with these incredible humans over the past seven weeks has really reminded me of my yearning for like-minded community. And also I had this beautiful reflection offered to me when I was away, when I was doing my nervous system training, actually, I did two days of nervous system training and it was reflected back to me how important relationship and family is. Is to me and how much fulfillment I receive in the space of family and what I'm really desiring to create for myself and my future as I mature. And hearing that, it really landed thinking about the kind of life and lifestyle I desire to create for my family when I have one. And it really touched my heart in a beautiful way and kind of reminded me of, yeah, I see Beck Antonucci, my identity going for and creating these things and supporting humans and the podcast and have some really cool opportunities that have been coming my way recently and so many amazing humans that I've connected with and just lots of things happening in the background that I haven't yet shared with you. And then also reminding myself that the thing that really matters the most to me is that family life that I will eventually create for my family when I have one. That's brought me just this beautiful reminder of what truly really is important because it can be so easy to get caught up with everything that's external, but really coming back to aligning with internally what's of most importance, what's of most value, what really is going to fill our internal soul cup. I feel frequently revisiting that and getting curious and questioning that. It's so important to live a fulfilled and joyful life. But today, fam, this episode is not at all about that. This episode is about the sexy photo shoot that I did recently and a comment I received about it online. I dive deep into how it's actually not an easier journey to transcend emotional pain, regardless of your aesthetic, your physical appearance, or whether society deemed you to be beautiful or not. I share an incredible story about a real client. I've given her a pseudo name named Sally and something that she beautifully shared with me. This is a story that I got to share online a few weeks ago, and I dive into really sharing powerfully around our triggers being here to teach us and being a reflection back to what is internally happening and being able to use that trigger, being able to use that mirror as a pathway of possibility for what you truly desire and are yearning for. It's easy to stay in our victimhood. It's easy to project judgment. It's easy to be triggered by the trigger, but the brave, daring, courageous thing is to see the trigger is to hear the trigger and realize that in the trigger is a mirror back to the self. Let your triggers teach you. Fam, I really hope that you love today's episode just as much as I loved recording it. If you love it, please screenshot it, share it to your story and tag me so that I connect uniquely with you. This is one fucking hell of an episode. Strap yourself in, fam. Let's fucking go. I'm coming into you today from my bedroom in Austin, Texas, and I'm going to bring the fucking fire. I feel like bringing the fire. I just walked out of one of the most incredible massages of my whole entire life. 
before we get into it. The massage was 200 US dollars, which is amazing. I'm so happy to pay 200 US dollars for a massage, which is like 300 Aussie, right? But for those people who are not Australian who are listening right now, in Australia, it's not accustomed to tip. And so when I go to a massage for 300 Aussie dollars for 80 minutes, I kind of expect that the tip, the wages, the human's wages is baked into the $300 for 80 minutes. And at the end of my massage, I walk out and the woman's like, what's your graduance fee? And I was like, what the fuck is a graduance fee? She's like, your graduance, what is, what is your graduance fee uh, or your graduance contribution? I was like, I literally don't understand what the fuck you're talking about right now. I didn't say that to her. But I was like, I'm so sorry. I don't actually know what that is. She's like, a tip. What's your tip? I was like, oh, what's your recommended tip for my $300 massage for 80 minutes? And she was like, 30 US dollars. I was like, are you kidding? Like, wow. Are you absolutely kidding? Honestly. The prices here in America, it's funny, when I was a little kid, we used to go traveling quite a lot and we would actually order meals for mum, Jessica and myself and dad would eat off our plates. I mean, I don't know how the fuck dad did it. My dad said that he earned 300 Aussie dollars a week. My mum was a stay-at-home mum and he managed to take us traveling around the world twice. I'm like, I know that everything is, what's that word? Like, but not comparable, relative kind of like $300 then. I wonder what that actually is equivalent to now. But I'm like, how the fuck did you do that? Deep bow to you, Pasco Antonucci. But I did remember mum saying something like, when you go traveling, you can't do what my dad does and convert it into Aussie dollars, or you would never actually go and do the thing and enjoy it. And it's so funny. I know I brought up the money conversation around my father recently and like letting him off the hook, but I still see where it plays out. So I go to the coffee shop the other day and I'm sitting there and I order the coffee that I really desire and it's $10.50 USD without tip. That's without tip, fam. $10.50 USD. That's 16 Australian dollars. I was like, holy fucking shit. I'm never the kind of person that doesn't buy something because of the price and I still bought it. But then I was sitting there thinking, how the fuck would like a school teacher in America survive? This is wild. 16 Aussie dollars just for those playing at home who are not Australian. My favorite coffee from my coffee shop, and I get kind of like the specialty coffee with the specialty milk, which is the extra $2 and all the things, the max it will ever be is $6.90 Aussie. That's like your $4 US. So when I'm at Greater Goods Coffee and it's $10.50 USD, and then they turn the screen around, they're like, and a tip, miss? I'm like, yes, here's 25 bucks for a coffee, no problem. Just such an interesting experience. However, the massage was so good that I'm going back there Monday and bringing my girlfriend who I'm currently staying with along too so that I can treat her to that. But today's episode is not about that. Oh, before I bring the fire, I want to tell you what the fuck I'm wearing. I am currently wearing a t-shirt. It's white. It's got pink and red writing on it. It says support local female orgasms. It was actually gifted to me from one of my Canadian past clients who I got to meet in person at the bridge experience over the weekend just gone. So I thought, what a fucking cool t-shirt. I get to wear this right now on this podcast. And it ties in kind of, but not really, to the conversation I want to have today. I'm sure you would have seen online that I recently did a shoot, a rebrand for my personal brand, and it incorporated things for True Transformation, which is my signature group program that supports women to break free from their limiting beliefs, activate their unique voice, and step courageously into their fullest self-expression whilst being immersed in deep like-minded community so that they can heal and break through their sister wounds, heal and break free from any of their shame, and just really feel what it's like to be so supported by incredible female coaches and a community who have fully got your back. 
It is literally life-changing, the most transformative work that I have seen, and I'm super proud of it. And actually, to be truthful, there's so many testimonials coming through right now from the women because we just completed that just continues to confirm and affirm for me what true transformation is. Then I have the fully expressed woman. I have her masterclass coming out really soon. I also have a four-week mini course that I haven't actually launched and announced yet. But just so that you know, for anyone playing along at home, she is coming out and I'm bringing some serious fucking magic through because I deeply desire women to be so connected to themselves, tapped into their own internal truth that you know what's alive within you and you cultivate the internal courage and worthiness to be able to express that courageously in the world. That's what lights me on fucking fire. And then I have my podcast. So I did a shoot for the podcast, which is really cool. There's so many like sexy, cool microphone shots. And I don't actually call myself a herpes advocate, but I know what an incredibly powerful voice I am for it. And I really believe there's no one who does it quite like me. And I thought I really want to make herpes and the ownership of herpes really, really sexy. And so I had my like sexy lingerie and I've been going to the gym and I've been doing all my boxing and got my little kind of like lines down the side of my stomach and my bod's looking hot. And I said to Zoe, my photographer, I was like, I want to do something really sexy about herpes and just like really like the full spectrum, sexy woman that's like in her power, but owning her herpes diagnosis. That's what I desire to communicate through these shots and also really embody the whole fuck stigma kind of brand I've created for myself around herpes. And so we did this lingerie shot and I posted it over the past week. It's actually my most engaged with image that I put on social media of all time. So hats off to me for making herpes sexy. But I was reading all the comments, so many incredible comments, so celebrated. I got to share in the post a story that one of my clients shared with me in a true transformation graduation. We got to the place where everyone acknowledged everyone. And at the very end, the women stopped and said, but hey, Beck, can we please acknowledge you? And one of the beautiful women, and we're going to call her for the purpose of this conversation, Sally, she said, Beck, I was at a festival three days ago and you camp at this festival. She had a bath, a van, and you were able to camp on the campsite at this festival. So there's thousands and thousands and thousands of people there. And Sally goes to me, I walked past this group of people, about 30 of them, and they were talking about herpes and they used the word disgusting and they were speaking in really derogatory, unkind, just like humiliating, shameful ways. And she said, it, it hit me like, oh, that's about me. I, I test positive for herpes. And she said that she paused in that moment. Now we're at the end of true transformation where these women have done so much work to really own their voice. Not every woman in true transformation tests positive for herpes. Some women do, and it's a really beautiful, powerful space for those women to claim their voice, use their voice and be seen in their dignity in front of a community of women who maybe previously they would have thought would have judged and shamed them. Or maybe these women represent the bully from high school, or maybe these women represent the girlfriend who would never accept them or the boyfriend who would never accept them. They're some kind of mirror to their deepest fears. And in the face of that mirror, these women are able to transcend that shame, transcend that pain, transcend those fears and break free. So fucking powerful. So we are at the end of the 10 weeks. Up until now, prior to True Transformation ever having begun, Sally had only ever shared this vulnerability with me. 10 weeks later, she's now shared this vulnerability with the entire True Transformation container. And now we're at the very end and synchronistically gifted from fucking God himself and hand-delivered to her for her own breakthrough. These 30 people are talking about herpes in the way in which they are at her campsite. And she said she stopped felt the like dagger to the soul, dagger to the heart, dagger to the chest, dagger to the stomach. 
felt the pain of it. And I mean, I think we all know when we've been in deep herpes shame, we've heard a joke, we've watched a movie, we've watched a rom-com, we've watched a TV series, we've seen something on the internet where someone's taking the piss out of someone with herpes and we've just felt that like all-encompassing shame, pain and internalised like, cringe of if they only knew the truth. I'm sure so many of us can resonate with that. And Sally said that she stopped and thought to herself, I could keep walking past or what would Beck do? And Sally was crying as she shared this story with me. And this gives me chills. Literally, my head is chilling right now down my spine, down my arms, goosebumps of how fucking proud I am of Sally and how like truly honored I feel to know that she stopped in that moment and said, what would Beck do? And it makes me feel sad because I feel so proud because I know that pain. I don't resonate with it anymore. I think Preston asked us to share with a group of humans the other day what our breakthrough was. And I I almost forgot, like, oh my God, I hated myself because of herpes. I had a 10-year eating disorder. I'm so far removed from that now that I forget. But when women reflect this back to me, it touches my heart in the most beautiful way because I know how courageous that is, because I know what a deep, painful fear this can feel like for so many women. And Sally said she walked up to this group and stood in her power and said to them, hey, do you think I'm disgusting because I have herpes? And she set them all straight, like jaws dropped, stood there in her full ownership and was like, yeah, what the fuck? That's not cool what you're doing. And then ended up befriending them and drinking with them all night. And it just is honestly one of my favorite stories that someone has ever told me. And not because it's herpes and not because she asked herself, what would Beck do? But just because of how fucking courageous that act was. Just It's not about herpes. It's about 30 humans basically standing there, projecting judgment, projecting shame, and the woman potentially feeling like I'm not included and accepted and or welcomed here. And she could have so easily just walked the fuck past and allowed that dagger to hit her heart, hit her body, hit her soul and say, oh, I'm just going to keep going and pretend like I didn't hear even though I've cringed from the inside out. And she said, fucking line in the sand, no more. I'm going to go up and set these people straight and own who the fuck I am. I'm not going to be told by the world, by society that I'm not worthy any longer. Oh, so brave. Sometimes I think I actually got away with my coming out. I feel like it's so much easier to just share it all over the internet because it's just done. It's like, here you go, the entire world. This is what it is. I just want to let you know why it's so easy. It's so easy because it's so common and I'm such a stand for it and a beacon of light for it and an advocate for it, even though I don't really class myself as a herpes advocate, that so many people come at me with me twos that there's no opportunity for judgment anymore. Because if I judge myself for the thing that I say accepting within you, then I'm actually judging you at the same time. But if I can see acceptance in you, then I can see acceptance in me. And that's why I feel like I've got it so easy. It's just like, well, here you go. It's on the internet. Done. <laughs> there can't be any shame anymore. It's there. So many people have it. It's just a thing. It's so normal. It's so common. But just to go from individual person to individual person to that person I'm dating to the next person I'm dating to, oh my God, at what point do I tell? Is it one date in, two dates in, five dates in, I'm three months in, oh my fucking God, oh God, six months in and I forgot to tell them, oh my God, two years in and I'm married to this person now or engaged, I still don't know, oh my fucking God, I'm having a baby, oh my God, I've got to tell my midwife that I have herpes, oh my God, didn't tell her. And now, oh my God, I just gave birth to my child without telling my doctor that I actually have herpes. Oh my God, I'm a terrible woman. I'm such a bad mother. I could have put my baby in jeopardy because of my shame, my fear of using my voice. I want to let you know that that's a true fucking story. That is a true fucking story. Women coming to me and saying, I am so absolutely mortified in myself that I potentially put my baby in harm's way because I wouldn't tell my gyno. 
I wouldn't tell my midwife. I wouldn't tell my doctor. My husband doesn't know. I just want to really normalize how common that is. Are you fully expressed? Do you live in alignment with your deepest desires? Do you give a voice to your most vulnerable truths? To live in alignment with our integrity, our values, and our desires, you have got to express yourself, but do you even know how? What does full self-expression even mean to you? My loves, on the 19th of April, I am running a live online masterclass called The Fully Express Woman. In this 75-minute live online, highly interactive workshop, we are going to explore the energetic blocks that are holding you back from stepping into your fuller self-expression. Uncover the conscious and unconscious fears that have you show up in protection rather than from embodiment. Create clarity around your value system and discover where in your life you are living out of integrity. Identify your visibility ceiling and challenge your comfort zone so you're put on your growth edge. And, of course, so much more. Check the link in my show notes and book your ticket today. But continuing on, I take these photos, the sexy photos, lingerie, hot little fitspo, been going to boxing body, pink lipstick all over my stomach. I mean, I look really fucking good. And that's what I love about being such a stand for herpes. I'm gorgeous. I know that I used to not really rate myself, but I'm in this place of, you know what? I'm going to fucking own all of me, including how fucking beautiful I am. I am beautiful. And I know some people find that obnoxious and arrogant, but I've talked enough shit about myself in my life that I get to be in the place and space of absolute (laughs) obnoxiousness. I'm gorgeous. I'm really gorgeous. And I represent the bold, fierce, daring, brave woman. And some people are really going to resonate with the way that I look and some people are not. Some people are really going to resonate with the things that I say and some people are not. And I just want to let you know that I'm in full acceptance of that some people think I'm absolutely fucking fire and some people think that I'm annoying. I'm sure that some people think that I'm a fraud. I'm sure that some people from my past think, what the fuck is this bitch doing? And I'm so okay with all of that because I'm not here to be liked and loved by everyone. I'm here to be the beacon of light, the pillar of possibility, the trigger for whoever I need to be. And whoever I don't resonate with, they're not my people and that's okay by me. I'm not here to serve everyone. I really have a client base filled with beautiful, sexy, incredible women. I have a client base filled with women who kind of really give a shit what people think about them. I'm a reflection of that. That's why. So I put up the sexy, empowered, pink lipstick, stomach out, pussy out, not really. <laughs> but, you know, I've got my little lingerie on. I've got the, the pink lipstick all over the bod. It's happening. And I share the shot. And it gets the most engagement that anything that I've ever shared on social media has ever received up until now. Incredible comments all over it. Amazing, amazing, amazing. You're amazing, Beck. What a powerful story. Fuck yes, Sally, because I shared Sally's story in it. Everyone's celebrating me. Everyone's celebrating Sally. It's just like all this celebration. Yes, 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 yes. And then a few days later, I read a comment. And, you know, I'm getting to a point where the comments don't really kind of throw me anyway, because if the good comments make me feel awesome and the bad comments make me feel down... I'm always living for the external validation of what someone's saying. And I can't be good if society says that I am. And I can't be bad if society says that I am too. I'm all about the woman sourcing her power from within. So I chose to share that story and I chose to share that shot because it aligned with me, not because I needed you to validate it. Anyway, I received a comment and I didn't screenshot it to be able to read it to you word for word. But essentially it was like, this is great. However, It's so much easier for you based on your appearance. And what I would really love to see is different body shapes and sizes and women of color because 
all the advocates always have great bodies. It's so much easier when you have a body that looks like yours. And essentially, the way in which I received it, I loved her request for a group of women. I loved her request around a group of women of different shapes, colors, and sizes. But what I didn't love about what she said and how I received it, maybe this was not her intention. However, this woman deleted it afterwards. So I feel like she knows that it was kind of drenched in shame and body shame. Like, who are you to fucking comment on my body? I can talk about my body. It's fucking mine. Who are you to tell me (laughs) that my journey is easier because of my body? And I'm going to actually challenge you on that one. Number one, anyone, and I just want to let you know as well, anyone that's in their shame, that's projecting at the beautiful woman or the woman with the better body saying her life is easier because she looks that way. So transcending that pain, that shame, that's easier because you look that way. You are projecting because you desire to stay living in your victimhood. You are projecting, I know, controversial, getting controversial. I told you I was going to get fired up. You are projecting because your deepest desire is to stay stuck, small, and suppressed. And so for as long as you only see herpes advocates who are beautiful and sexy and slender and fit, and you decide their journey is so much easier than yours, you get to stay living in your victimhood. But let me tell you fucking something. I've been doing this work, literally being a radical stand, lying in the sand, loud voice on the internet, hundreds and thousands of women that I connect with and support them to break through and break free from shame. Lots of shame, not just herpes shame, but specifically herpes shame. I have so many women who confide in me. I can tell you how fucking beautiful these bitches are. And when I call you this beautiful bitch, I mean that in the most loving, I fucking got you, I'm a bitch, you're a bitch, we're all the good bitches here, the good-looking, hot, sexy bitches. These women and how fucking beautiful they are, their pain is not any less because they're gorgeous, they're aesthetically beautiful. Society would say that they're attractive or they're wealthy or they've got a good job or they've got wealth or status or an Instagram following. I just want to let you know, do you know how many sports stars, influencers, and some famous people have reached out to me? Podcasts with half a million and up to three million followers have reached out to me privately and said, I'm sharing this with you because I trust you to never share this with anyone. TV presenters, rugby players, I'm just going to let you sit in the thought of they have a social identity that these humans feel like they have to uphold. And herpes in their eyes absolutely fucking destroys and annihilates that identity. So what they feel that they have to lose, if anyone was to know this thing, these people really feel like everything is at risk of anyone ever finding out this piece of information about them. So for you to sit there and project, any kind of victimhood or judgment at someone because they're attractive or slender or fit and say that because of the way that they look, that their journey to transcend this is easier. I'm going to fucking let you know, no, it is not. Doesn't make the pain any less. We all bleed the exact same. And now I'm going to let you know what I believe is easier. I believe once you're in ownership of it, I believe the journey to ownership just as challenging, just as hard. Do I think that receiving acceptance from men, testing positive for herpes, knowing that I'm a beautiful woman is easier? Absolutely. Absolutely. I I agree with you. Now that I've owned it, yeah, men accept me. I feel like beauty is something that 
people put in society high up on a pedestal and there are excuses that we will make for people based on how attractive they are. I know that that's normal and common in society and dating. However, my pain and the process to transcend the shame to receive my breakthrough, that was no easier. That part was not made easier based on my appearance. And so what I would really love after having shared this, and I really want to let you all know that that's a really true story about the people that share with me online. So many high-profile people. I've had high-profile people who have shared with me and then blocked me because of the shame and the fear of, what if Beck screenshots this? I never would. I so understand that deep fear of, what if I share this with someone and that person screenshots it and uses it against me? The fear of the blackmail. And my two best friends when I was 25, my rebound relationship from my primary ex, this non-sexual relationship where we were just immersed in each other's lives. We knew everything about each other. We did everything together. The one thing that I would never, ever share with them was this, because my deepest fear was, what if we fall out one day and they share it with someone? Or what if they get drunk and accidentally tell someone and then they tell someone and then all of a sudden all of Perth knows and I'm going to be removed from the pack, ostracized, isolated, rejected, abandoned. I can never have anyone know this about me because it could be weaponized against me. That was my deepest, biggest, most vulnerable fear. It was viscerally in my body. There was so much work that I had to go through to break through and break free from that. And fucking being attractive helped me fuck all with that one. So for anyone listening right now that walks past someone, I mean, if you've been to my limiting belief breakthrough, I think we all have been able to discover in that space that no one's journey is any easier based on their external appearance. And it's so easy to pass judgment. Life's so easy for you because fill in the blank. Life's so easy for you because fill in the blank. Life's so easy for you because fill in the blank. And when you do that, when you throw that stone, when you cast that judgment, I'm curious what the purpose of that opinion is because you're saying it for a reason. And I want to let you know, it's actually a really beautiful reason. It's actually a really tender reason. It's actually a really sensitive reason. Remember, all parts have positive intention. There's a protector part in you showing up that's so afraid of not being accepted, that's so fearful of what could happen if you were to walk the same path as that beautiful woman who's currently triggering you on the internet. And so instead of looking at her as a beacon of light, even though maybe her body looks different to yours, or maybe her skin color looks different to yours, or maybe something about her looks different to you. It can be easy to say, well, hey, she got gifted an easier life based on her aesthetic appearance. So I can't have the experience that she has because it's not the same. It's not the same. And so what is that protective part doing? Keeping you small, keeping you from using your voice, keeping you stuck, keeping you silenced, keeping you limited. And if you were to challenge that voice, and ask for another part of you to come through, I'd love for you to get curious about what would show up, who would show up. That part of you that judges and criticizes online as a way to keep yourself small. When I wasn't doing my thing, and every time I hit my glass ceiling and start playing in my comfort zone in my business, I start to get triggered by women really excelling online, women doing their thing, women fucking crushing it. When I'm in my comfort zone, I start seeing them and they all trigger me. Now, when that happens, I know that that woman is not actually triggering me. That woman is my mirror to what is going on internally. If I'm feeling limited in my content or stuck or just 
not feeling it. And I see someone all of a sudden doing this thing, just so tapped in and in the zone and in the pocket and just going for it. And I feel a trigger. I will see it and be like, whoa, what is this reflecting? I'm really not in the pocket right now. I'm not feeling alive and aligned in my content creation. I'm not feeling on purpose and inspired. I feel like I'm talking about the same thing. I will hear my judgment. I will not judge that I'm judging, but I will see it and ask where it's coming from, protective part, and see what's available, the mirror, back to myself for the trigger. Why is the trigger showing up? To teach me. What's this woman, this really successful woman, just fucking killing it online? What's she reflecting back to me? Well, I'm not mad at her that she's killing it. I fucking love an empowered woman. I'm like, fuck yes, sisters, let's fucking go. Let's crush it in business. Let's crush it in finances. Let's just own it in life and own it in our receivership, own it in relationship, be the woman that like kills it during the day and has full receivership from a partner at night. Fuck yes, absolutely. I'm so pro the woman going out there and doing her thing and also being so tapped into her femininity and receivership within her partnership. Yes. Okay, so what's the trigger? What's it reflecting back to me? Well, I haven't really expanded outside of my comfort zone lately. Yeah, my business, I'm doing good, but I'm really playing it safe. Like my ego isn't on the line. I'm not putting myself out there. There's no risk here. Yeah, my business has grown. I've built team and money has grown and, you know, systems and all these things, but I'm not on my edge. And this is kind of where I'm at right now. Well, what did the house represent? I left the house, the beach house. And what did that represent? The beach house was my comfort zone. The beach house was my comfort zone. I wasn't growing there. And as torturous as it has been to leave, it's fucking the best thing for me. Even the person I was so mad at for having left the house and like, you fucking selfish piece of shit who I hate. I'm like, I'm so fucking grateful for you for getting us in this position where Jake and I had to move into this house. You're actually my greatest teacher because now I'm fucking doing my thing, baby. My biggest trigger, the person that I feel forced me into this home that I never wanted to live in, actually was also the greatest gift because it was literally the thing. I sat here thinking, I feel like I'm having my full circle 360 moment of being in full acceptance of all the choices around the living scenario. Because if I had have said no when I really meant no and not said yes when I meant no and never moved in, I don't actually think that I would be in America right now. And so that's been my full circle 360. Like I'm in full acceptance of sitting here in America, not having a home and not having my beach house and other people living in my beach house. I'm like, Rebecca, it's not yours. You don't own it. I'm like, shut the fuck up. That's my fucking home. It was my home for six and a half years. Technically it's mine, but I'm in full acceptance of I'm exactly where I'm meant to be exactly where I'm meant to be. But coming back to the mirror, what was it here for? It's here to show me when I'm in my comfort zone, when I'm not stretching my edges. These women are not the problem. The skinny woman, the slender woman, the fit woman owning her herpes virus on the internet with the pink lipstick on her stomach, she could be a reflection to you if you allowed her to be. So don't look for what's not there. Well, there's not another woman in another shape. There's not another woman in another size or color. Yeah, there's not. And I love that request. In fact, it's something that I'm coordinating at home in Perth, Western Australia for women within my community to do a breakthrough shoot for them to really own themselves within their virus. However, I personally don't desire to share the shots. I personally don't desire to be the woman that shares her herpes diagnosis. That's not my path. I can coordinate the shoot, but I don't want to share the shot. I feel like that's me being almost a savior or a rescuer 
taking her empowerment from her. Like the conversation around Sally, Sally went up to that group of humans. I didn't handhold her and walk her up to that group of humans. Sally walked up to that group of humans. And so if I do that breakthrough shoot for my community of women who really desire to feel empowered and sexy and break through and break free and have a sexy shoot like I did with a group of other women who are really there to claim and own the diagnosis, that is their image to share, not mine. So let your trigger teach you and show you what is here for you and allow there to be medicine. And I'm going to hazard a guess that potentially this woman already received what she needed because I know she deleted her comment. It's not okay to shame women online for the shape of their body, even if the shape of their body fits into a stereotype that we accept. It's not okay. It's not okay for you to shame my body because I'm healthy and fit. It's not okay for you to say that my journey is easier because of the way that I look. It's not okay. And it's not true. Fam, I feel super complete. Fuck yes. Support local orgasms. Haven't had one in a little while because I'm just here by myself. No crystal dildos with me on this trip. Imagine if I just like had it in my suitcase and then as I'm opening at the airport, I'm like, here you go. Here's my butt plug. Here's my thing that Jake was going to strap to his chin. No, we didn't actually buy that. Well, I was like, how the fuck would we use it? We didn't even buy it. Fam, I hope that you loved listening to today's episode just as much as I fucking loved recording it. If you loved it, please screenshot it, share it to your story, tag me so that I can connect with you and hear exactly what you receive. I love to hear the breakthroughs, the takeaways, the aha moments that you get personally from listening to each episode. So even if you do not feel called to share it online, but you really receive some kind of value that's landed for you, I'd love for you to just connect with me privately. Send Thanks me a DM and let me know what you episode. took away from today. Sam, I fucking love you. Right I cannot now. wait Firstly, to be in your ears next your week. Anus. Have the most secondly, beautiful, brilliant day. Let's check out the fucking link in my show notes go. so you can receive more information on my books, breakthroughs, online webinars, all upcoming courses and programs, and how you can get started on your journey within my world today. I can't wait to be back in your ears next week. And trust me, you won't want to miss this episode.